G'day and welcome to The Grass is Greener. My name is Tim Henry. I'm a financial advisor in Melbourne. And every week, my guests and I dissect your everyday challenges. We'll get you clearer on your goals and give you financial tips to make it happen. If this is your first time tuning in to The Grass is Greener, make sure you subscribe to the show on your platform of choice so you'll automatically receive each episode as soon as it's released. As we record this today, we are recording our 100th episode and I certainly wouldn't have ever believed we'd reach 100 episodes. Thanks for listening during the journey and thanks for listening today. I thought, well, what a better reason than the 100th episode to cover a topic which is probably our number one question we are asked by our clients. How much do I need for my retirement? How, how much do I need to have behind me for my retirement? And I thought we could explore this. So over the last uh, couple of months, there's been a, a lot of discussion around this because um, a group called Super Consumers Australia uh, who's also owned by or linked to the Choice magazine, they released some figures stating what they believed people needed to have behind them um, to have a comfortable retirement. They listed those numbers as 301000 for a single person and 402000 for a couple. There's a group called the uh, ASFA, and they actually do have a fantastic uh, paper that they publish each year about the the needs in retirement, they put those numbers much higher at around five hundred and forty five thousand for a single and six hundred and forty thousand for a couple. Lots of different um, components go into this discussion, and and there's no right answer. Uh, even after those two groups have published their numbers, we had the Bear Forty Investor. Scott Pape came out and, and put his own numbers out as well. So there's a lot of confusion out there and, and people trying to work out, well, how does this apply to me? So what I thought we could do today is let's uh, look at how we actually do this in our business. When we have uh, clients come in and, and ask this question of us, we can talk you through the approach that we take. And while we're doing this, you might be able to sit and think through your own situation and, and maybe work out how it applies to you. One thing I will say is that we have really um, great calculators that, that do a lot of this work because there's a lot of um, components that interweave. But I, I want to I start with segmenting the whole process into three chunks. And I, and I want you to think about those three chunks when, we're, when you're thinking about how much I need to retire. The three components really are considering what are your living expenses needs and what are they going to be in retirement? That's number one. Number two is where is the income going to come from to cover those expenses? So we'll cover that off. And then the third section is really about what assets you've got and how can you structure those to generate the best outcome from a tax point of view, from an income point of view, and from a um, possibly a government support point of view as well. So you've got living expenses, you've 
got income that's going to support those and then how you structure your assets. They're the three components we're going to cover off. So let's start with living expenses. Pretty uh, interesting one because it's the first question that is asked is how much do I need to retire? And the first question we ask back is uh, how much would you like to spend in each year in retirement? And this is really where it all starts. How do people work out how much they're going to need per year in retirement? So let's have a chat about that. The best gauge or guide that we think um, to work out what you're going to need year to year in retirement is really what you spend now. And what we try and do is look at just lifestyle expenses. So stripping out things like mortgage payments. If you're not going to have a mortgage in retirement, we can strip those out of the number. If you've got kids still at home, they're probably costing you money right now and they won't be there in the future. So we can strip a little bit out of your current costs to factor in those things. And we're trying to just isolate the pure lifestyle living costs, even to some degree stripping out travel because we like to put overlay travel later on as a separate uh, a number. So we just want to look at what does it cost us to actually live pay our bills, have some um, entertainment money and that sort of thing, month to month, what is that number? Now, it, it really is about that's something that you could work out for yourselves uh, right now and start to put some numbers in front of what, what you're spending now. When we're sitting with clients and trying to predict what they're going to need in retirement, we would normally say whatever whatever your number is now, about 80% of that is what you're going to need in retirement from a few, from a pure lifestyle number. And, that, and that's just because, you know, going to work does actually cost money. Um, you get a few, might get a, a, a few discounts if you're on an age pension and that sort of thing later on. So um, the living needs tend to run at about 80% of what you're spending now. We then like to overlay things like travel and we we might look at travel you know if someone's going to retire at age 65 we might say look you they're probably going to do the bulk of your more expensive travel or more exotic travel in in those early years of retirement when you're young and fit and then the desire to do a lot of overseas travel maybe drops off from the mid 70s into the 80s so we overlay the travel in that way more travel up front and then it's also thinking about one-off expenses that you might have as well. Maybe you, you need to upgrade your home or have a new kitchen or have a new car or whatever. So we overlay all of those. So that what goes into the expense component is, just going back over that, the, the lifestyle expenses, that's probably the main component. And then overlaying travel and then any one-offs. Let's roll on now to the income section. Now, where is income going to come from to fund living expenses? I will just uh, touch back on living expenses, sorry. Uh, just before we finish up on living expenses, what the ASFA retirement standard estimates a modest lifestyle looks like for a couple in retirement is 42621 
For a comfortable retirement, they estimate 65,445. We have a lot of different people that come in to see us and and they have different needs. But we do see a lot of people that, that say that from a lifestyle point of view, they can generally survive on uh, around $1,000 a week as a couple. Maybe they want to have some travel in on top of that. And, and we have, look, varying degrees of that. Let's roll on now to the income. And when we talk about income, think about it in relation to, okay, we've just worked out what expenses you're going to need in retirement or the outgoings, we need now to have income to to fulfill that. Income can really come from three sources here. So you've got your own assets that can produce income for you. For most people, that's going to be superannuation. Once you turn over 60, um, if you're retired, you can tap into your superannuation and start using that as as an income stream. Most people would do that after age 65. Um, there might be other assets that you've got, things like property. Maybe you've got an investment property and that's got rental income that's going to come in and provide you with top, topping up your income. You might have shares or something like that that's giving you some dividends. So there's that component of your own income. Then there's Centrelink is a, is a second source of income and that is really predominantly age pension. Would you get an age pension? So age pension eligibility for the majority of people now is at age 67 and for a single person, uh, the age pension is around $987 per fortnight around 25,500 per year if you're getting a full age pension from the government. If a couple is getting a full age pension from the from Centrelink, that's around $744 each per fortnight, 38,700 per annum. So you can see if you're getting an age pension, that age pension goes a long way to covering your, your, your living expenses meaning that you only have to dip into your own money, your own super or your own other income streams to a much smaller degree. So it takes the pressure off that. And really, the, having an age pension does help people prolong their super for a long time. The third component of where you might get some income is work, part-time work. And there's many uh, retirees who do just go and do the odd day or two of work and and that might be for financial reasons it might also just be for health and connectivity reasons there's a lot of research that says you know staying connected and and being out there working um can really be healthy for when you are retired but if you are bringing in a little bit of income obviously that that takes the pressure off um your super or your other other assets um interestingly with the age pension uh, even the age pension it wouldn't be affected um, until you earned over a certain level if you weren't over a certain level working then it might start to reduce your pension again there's a lot of variability in all of that 
uh, depending on the, the assets you've got, uh, whether you do get a pension and that sort of thing. So that covers off the income side of things. I think you can already start to see there's a lot of layers to this. And, um, you know, it's not easy for the, the average person to get online and try and work it all out. The third component we look at here is asset structure. So for a lot of people, their retirement is going to be funded by their savings or their superannuation. As I said before, you, you can draw on your super tax-free after the age of 60 with some limitations on how much you can access if you're still working. But once you turn 65, there's no limitations you can access tax-free uh, and draw down on your money. And also the earnings that are in there, earnings in the super fund are tax-free after age 65 too. So super becomes a really um, friendly environment to have your money. And that's why we, we tend to spend a bit of time with people trying to help them load money in there if it's appropriate, just because it's a, you know, it's a really tax-friendly structure. One of the things that plays into the asset structure, particularly with super, is how much investment risk are you going to take with your money? Now, that's a big factor because we're talking about going back to the income, how much income is your super going to produce for you? Obviously, if you take a little bit more risk, it is likely to pay a bigger return over the long term, risk reward but you don't want to take a level of risk that you're uncomfortable with. So it's finding that happy medium of choosing your investment risk that's going to generate a, a return that's going to sustain your money for as long as possible, as well as feeling comfortable with the amount of risk that you've taken. Obviously, the best situation is where you can not take a huge risk and still have, have a sufficient income pr produced. But probably one of the most important decisions, I think, for people is um, the level of investment risk that they, they want to take. And we do have calculators and surveys that help us um, have those discussions with our clients. One of the other big things with assets, one that comes up quite a lot, is downsizing of the family home. And, and quite often that might be done to help close out a mortgage or something like that. So this is one of the biggest factors coming into looking at all of this is that ideally you're not going to carry debt into retirement. Now, a number of people are doing that now, still got debt when they retire. That becomes a challenge because as you can see, there's a, there's a bit of pressure around living expenses and having income to, to fund those living expenses. So if you've still got expenses that relate to mor a mortgage, that's going to be uh, add to that challenge of bringing in the income. So quite often there is a downsizing if if there's the option to do that. It just helps um, people maybe uh, in that downsizing end up banking some money, uh, 100,000, couple of hundred thousand, few hundred thousand, which either helps them fill their pot of money in superannuation or might help them pay off a loan so they don't have that ongoing debt moving into the future. 
And the government has actually created some really friendly rules with superannuation and that downsizing money, allowing you to put the money in. So that, that's been a real positive in the last few years. So you can see uh, how those three sections, living expenses, the income you're going to have, and how you structure your assets, they all are interwoven. And doing taking action in one area has an impact on, on the others. So this is where it gets really hard for the lay person to try and work out how all of this um, plays out. We do have great calculators that help us do that and just road test different scenarios. But really what you're looking for, what any of us are looking for when we sit down with and do this is, okay, do the assets that you have in the perfect scenario the assets that you have will earn enough interest or enough return each year to fund the income that you need for your living expenses. If you're able to fund that without actually dipping into the capital that's in there, that's ideal because you're really just living off the interest or living off the investment returns. That's perfect. That's not the most common. You know, mostly people are having to dip into their capital as well as they go. They're getting a bit of investment return. That's helping fund some of it, but they've got to dip into the, the pot as well. And so part of our role here is to help them dip in at a level that doesn't run the, the pot dry too quickly and, and, and allows them to feel confident that they can draw at that level and they'll, they won't run out. And so that's where the projections come in. So. Obviously, with all of that, that's a, that's a really um, quick overview of, of how we apply these layers to help our clients with retirement. Some great sources, I've mentioned the, uh, the ASFA and the retirement standard. It's a great thing to Google if you are looking for information because uh, they do it every year and they've been doing it for a lot of years. So they've, they've got a lot of data around the raw numbers that you're probably going to need, uh, the things to consider, how much it seems to cost retirees to live a comfortable lifestyle and a modest lifestyle. So I've got a lot of faith in the numbers that they, they produce because they've been doing it for a long time. Um, having said that, no one situation is like, uh, they're all unique really. So you really got to try and apply it to your own situation and hence why a lot of people do get financial advice. Uh, I welcome anyone that wants to send in a question or, or ask um, to have anything clarified, just uh, fire that through um, on our website, tgigpodcast.com.au. There's a, there's a little um section there where you can record a message and it, and it shoots through the question to us. We'll respond to any question that you want. Thanks for joining us for this week. I'm looking forward to the next few weeks. We've got uh, some great episodes coming up on education planning. So stay tuned for those. If you're looking for a community of like-minded people who are going on a journey similar to you, then I invite you to join the Grass is Greener Facebook group where you'll connect, share and learn from other people just like you. The information in this podcast 
is of a general nature and does not take into account your own financial objectives, circumstances and needs. You should consider your own personal situation and requirements before making any decision. If you have any concerns or questions, please contact me. That's the end of another show. Remember, the grass isn't greener on the other side. It's greener where you water it. See you later.